and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the We Swear It's Just a Rash and Nothing More, gentlemen, of the What Do You Say Anime podcast, we'll be reviewing the 2023 anime Oku. Let's meet today's Discord concubines. First up, unlike Oku, no cats were harmed in the making of this podcast. We got Cat. Cat, how's it going? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Today? I I am exhausted. Uh, just got back from Vegas, but doing fantastic. Glad to have you here. Next up, he's the Kohai to O-Man, but this time in the inner chambers, he went as Oh brother We got JJ. How art thou? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Also, really tired. Um, happy to be back in a place where it doesn't feel like you're literally just stepping into an open oven more or less yep. every time you go outside but i had a good time in vegas next up he gets red face pox whenever he talks to girls we got johnny johnny how's it going well it's a good thing i never talked to them huh so that <laughs> means that i'll never die that's why your skin's <laughs> perfect bro uh next up that's our terrible. first moderator of the night he claims his hairstyle is reminiscent of this time frame but we all know it's just male pattern balding we got miles miles how's it going uh it's it's going good <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> got him let's well, go that was as flat as your hairline i know but i'll make it so the audio only listeners think you're bald got his ass <laughs> miles is stunned about his hairline when you, you know. What? I don't have a receding hairline. My hair's perfect. You look like Mr. Potato Head. Pete also has perfectly fine hair. Yeah, yeah, my hair's it's great. Just, but Miles... maybe even better than mine, but mine's, I wouldn't necessarily say it was balding. I did... <laughs> well, you, you look good. I like what you got going on right now. Thanks. Yeah, I, got, I finally got a haircut. I needed yeah, it. Um, anyways, we, we spent too much time on me. Go ahead, Pete. All right. Uh, and Pat. Yeah. I like it. I don't get I don't get roasted, so it's kind of nice uh, having this intro. It's growing on me, let's say. Uh, unlike the bumps that are growing on Johnny or whoever else it was earlier. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom, there we go. Let's talk about Uku, the inner chambers, the show that we picked that uh, we narrowed down to, let's say, after nominating shows that we thought Pete would like because it was Pete Week, or it is Pete Week, I suppose. We're celebrating Pete Week right now. Uh, and yeah, this show done... Uh, produced by Netflix uh, and done by Studio Dean. It's based on a manga. It's also had a TV show or a movie, more specifically, made uh, like live action, made about it as well. Uh, and it just recently got dropped uh, this past June. So it was a very, very recent show as well uh, in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, let's do our first impressions. I, I'd say uh, this show is a 10 episode thing with like a, a movie for the first episode. So why don't we just do your first impressions based off the movie uh, and maybe the, maybe the second episode just because there's a pretty significant change in tone or structure. Maybe uh, miles, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I really liked the movie that we watched at the beginning of this. That was also attached to a TV show. It's interesting because that that's like a relatively complete story there's like a little love story it introduces you to the concepts and then you go back in time to sort of learn about how these things happened um like i i don't know i definitely liked that part um 
the rest of it was a bit hit or miss for me as for if I would recommend this or not. Um, I would say yes with some caveats. Um, if you don't like some, like, I, I, it's dry at parts. There's like a lot of political stuff going on. There's a lot of historical references and stuff. I, I know people that get bored with like Gundam, for example, because of all of the different like factions and the talking and all the names and all of that. And so if that's like not your jam, this also probably won't be your jam. Like this is my thought, but I think that if the tags sound interesting to you, give it a go. There you go. All right. Cat, uh, what about you? Like, first impressions, it was, like, the the movie itself was really, really good. It was really, really well done, and I, aside from not really thinking it was a movie until after work, uh, it was really, it's set up for the rest of the show very well. It was, uh, it was basically setting, setting himself up for a slam dunk, and, and although it felt like it did fumble a little bit later on in the show we can get to that a little bit later uh but uh what I recommended I would if you aren't too squeamish about a lot of uh sexual like themes because it is very very sexual and can be a little bit much for I can see it being a little bit much for some people yeah uh, uh and more specifically like sexual assault right like yes. that is is uh happens very frequently and suddenly in this show I imagine throughout our conversation, we'll be talking about it as well. So if you are sensitive to that, just be warned. I guess there's your sexual assault warning constitution as well. Yeah. Well, your warnings that you'd expect this TV show in 2023 to have at the beginning of them, but it also doesn't have that in this show. So uh, keep that in mind uh, as you go into it. But yeah, sweet. Uh, Thank you, Kat. All right, Johnny, what about you? Yeah. So for me, again, funny enough, like Kat, I was. Starting to watch this, didn't even realize the first episode was a movie, so I that was a surprise for me. But yeah, honestly, it's like part of me feels like you could just watch the movie or like the rest of the series like on their own, and it would be like a fine experience. It's it's, it's weird for me because it's like you could have put the episode one of this show either at the start of the show or at the end, and and I feel like it would have been almost the exact same. In a sense, it almost felt like it was unnecessary, and it was also it's like it's like a side story to a story. There's like two stories in this anime, and in terms of what I recommend, it's not it's not a show for everyone. Honestly, it's just it's a lot of dialogue, it's a lot of politics and like inner struggles and like dialogue like over and over. So it's really like it's not an action kind of show at all. So honestly, I don't know. I probably wouldn't recommend this to like just some random person that just happens to like anime. I would say like this is like if you're into like dramas, this is this might be something you're interested in. But if you're like an anime fan, it's probably not the best thing for you. Yeah, like your your average person. That that makes sense. All right, uh, Jay, what about you? Yeah, I really enjoyed. Like. I enjoy the core concept of the show because just as a person, I really enjoy like period pieces and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, everybody who listens to the pod knows I'm a big like Golden Kamui fan, Vinland Saga, that sort of thing. So this kind of like hits some of the same notes for me. Obviously, it's not quite as actiony as those two are at points, 
this is not a show that I would recommend to anybody who needs like amazing animation or sequences or anything uh, to enjoy an, an anime because it is not going to be in there for you. But like, I think we're like this does really well, especially at the beginning is like the way that it interweaves the relationships between the characters and how their culture and what is going on in the world at the time is affecting them is very interesting and like masterfully crafted honestly i think in terms of character work this is like very excellent even the side characters are really well developed like there are characters like uh honor kasuga who like you you know you meet her and you think that she's just like some like scheming jafar type vizier or whatever and it's just like nah she actually like has her reasons why she cares about the Takugawa clan and like the what's going on in the world and everything. So I think that if you're somebody who's focused on uh, like character drama um, or liking like period pieces and whatnot, then you should check this out. Uh, one thing that I want to mention that I don't think anybody else brought up was that this show kind of expects you to have like a basic understanding of the Edo period. So to an American audience who's not taught that in school, for the most part, maybe some people got taught it. I certainly did it. There's a lot of context that is missing for you. So I would kind of recommend maybe like watching a 10 minute YouTube video or something about it beforehand so you can get the most out of it. Because I was certainly kind of confused at points and had to go like do my own research to fill in the gaps, in my opinion. That makes sense. I agree with that. It was... uh uh, I'm more familiar with the eras following the Edo period, so I definitely um, maybe I had a little bit of an advantage. Uh, but it, I, I loved reading about the random stuff that came up because I don't know I like history. Yeah, it's probably shocking, right? Um, uh, so yeah, sweet Pete, what about you? Yeah, I think I might be the highest on Uku of this group. The first episode to me was from this year, maybe my favorite first episode outside of Oshinoko episode one. That's how highly I regarded the first episode. It is a lot of dialogue, but the entire time I was just entranced by what they were saying. I think that's a testament of how good the writing is in the show that at no point was I really ever bored or not intrigued to see what was going on next in the show. And I think what the show did really well in the first episode was kind of establish the themes and messaging that they're going for with this eight shogunate and kind of reverting it back into the fourth going in or sorry the third uh in episode two i i really like that star wars style of storytelling where we're getting episode four first like what hold up hold on and then i think that kind of made sense of why they introduced it that way it's kind of told us the backstory of it um past episode one to me um if you're a fan of like what i think about anime and the, since this is pete week uh, I think this is a Pete show. It checked every box for me. I loved it. Uh, there were some production values that were not to the standard that I was expecting. But other than that, that's really much it, man. The The first episode really hit for me. And I would recommend it to anybody who's a fan of drama, historical stuff. Also, if you hate just when things don't get answered... I feel like Uku answers a lot of the questions that get presented, and I'm a huge fan of that. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this to all my Pete fans out there. You got this over the episode one of Zom 100? Yes. Interesting. Uh, kind of unfair, because it's an hour and a half, but fair. Um, well, it could have been bad. It could have been a bad hour and a half. That's true. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. Uh, and yeah, I'll wrap up. Uh, I'm a big fan of the historical drama aspects of the show. So if you're into historical dramas, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I think the time period that it's studying is a really interesting time period, especially with the, um, I guess, creative freedom that they approach it as well, being the fact that they have to find a way to just like write out like, I don't know, was it three fourths of the men in the show or seven eighths of the men at, or, or, or four fifths of the men at, different points like i i think it was really really cool i also agree with pretty much everyone else's complaints so far in the show too where yeah the production at random times like took me out of the show uh it is very dialogue heavy i was able to enjoy the writing enough to not be bothered by that uh in particular especially in that first episode uh but i am on the side of finding it frustrating that the first episodes presented to us and then from there it is really never touched on again and like throughout the rest of what we've seen and of course it's because we're only seeing the first quarter of the full story from the manga but that also i don't know that's what's put in front of us is what we can judge so uh i would not recommend this like johnny said to just general anime fans but i would recommend this to people who like historical dramas uh Let's, I guess, open the floor for discussion. I think a big talking point for us that we've already all brought up is the, the director, I guess, directorial decision to have the first episode present us the modern or current time. And then for the next nine episodes, not even ref, like there is one character in the next nine episodes who is shown in the first episode uh, and they are unrecognizable. And only you'd only know who they are based off of like two sentences in episode nine or ten. I can't remember which one it was. How do we feel about this decision? Because I I was personally frustrated that by the end of the show, it didn't bring us back to at least some time specific. Yeah. So thing. really quickly before we talk about this, I I just want to because I don't think we've ever established the setting here. So we've said that it's historical a lot, but it's important to note that it's an alternative history. Um, where there was a disease called the red-faced smallpox that eliminated some large percent of the male population. So the backdrop to this is that women are now in charge of like industry and families, and you have a female shogun, and you actually did in this point in history anyway, but it's like more lineage-y. Um, and so we will go from there pete i think you wanted to go first on pat's top yeah i guess i don't really have an issue with it like at all because just like if we got like a season two it would just continue the story i think it's just sort of like how it ended it's left off where we don't get the answers that we did in the first episode but i think it's just because of lack of content it's not like the the, the content's just not out there it's just not animated and i do that a lot for stories that especially in anime that season two win it's like it's not the fault of the story that the production doesn't get a second season or something along those lines. I, I tried to just face it for like what we were presented and how it was presented in that manner. And in case we got like a second season, then it would be addressed going further. But um, yeah, it's just like the star Wars thing. We're just like, we got episode four, five, six, then one, two, three, this is Shogun eight. And then we get into Shogun three. And at the end of it, leading into Shogun four, which I, then I'm assuming would lead up eventually back to Shogun eight. So uh, no issues with me with how the directing was for the style of story, because I do think you kind of see how the eighth Shogun 
kind of changed there's like one scene where like in the first episode where the H Shogun's like, you don't have to kill yourself. Like this isn't like a practice we need to do anymore. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like why, why are we doing this practice? And I like that it was addressed then. And we kind of get going back to see how that type of thinking started because the third Shogun sort of was doing some changes of like tradition and what their society is used to. And I really liked how we can see that progress from Shogun three to Shogun eight. Personally, I I wasn't really too bothered by the questions that weren't answered in the first episode either, mainly because um, the first episode was meant to be a backdrop for the rest of the show, like uh, I think Pete referenced. And <clears throat> one of the things about it is, like, I kind of prefer when, like, during the first episode, we start, we only start to piece together some of those, um, some of those questions that need to be answered throughout the show and if and i haven't read the manga because I, I this is based on a manga right yeah yeah so it seems like the first episode is like i mean the first season uh as a whole is meant to like kind of answer the questions of what's going on and it seems like there's going to be a lot more questions that are going to be answered either going from the modern era forward either like by this being like a preface for the rest of the show and how like the countries and like how opening borders and like dealing with like other powers go or either working with uh working with trying to figure out what other customs are and either way i'm very intrigued uh so i don't have a problem with where it's going my only problem was like with um with a little bit of the uh the the visuals it was it was a little bit choppy at times but yeah yeah so i don't necessarily i wish they had done more normally when you have someone going back like that and like you have like you have a character who is reading a history and I think almost every other example of that I've ever seen, because it's not exactly like Star Wars, right? Because because no, Star this, Wars was presented four, five, six, one, two, three, so it's not the same. Well, it's, it's, it's in the sense where we're looking ahead is the kind of the point I'm making. Yeah, but like back. It, it would be like if Star Wars started with, you know, sure, you get what, what I'm what, saying, though. Yeah, I, I, but it's important to my point, I guess, okay. right? No one's looking back in Star Wars. We just start in the middle, and then later we go back. Someone is looking back in Oku, right? Like, someone mm. is reading through these histories. It's like how the ED is set up and everything to, like, present it like that. And I would have liked more current-day commentary on this, like, to see those characters and then see them react to, like, why these practices happened and their opinions on that and everything. Because that is how it, it is set up. Or, you know, the current Shogun, the eighth Shogun, is supposed to be learning these things. And it that it feels more like a set piece or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't, they don't utilize that. And I, I would I, like, I, yeah, I, go ahead. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I know what you're trying to say. Because it's the what I was going to counter Pete with was that, yeah, that they they, they use the, the vessel of the eighth Shogun uh asking you know the guy the old man at the end to tell the story and he tells the story but then we don't really hear the eighth shogun's reaction at all to anything that's happened so far from episodes two, like again episodes two through ten and that's where and again i get what you're saying like oh it's not well maybe the, in the manga it didn't have that or 
it's not the story's fault that it's not done, but they could have at least done something with that. That would have made like tied it more together with the current or with the initial story or, or what we initially saw. They could have like Miles was try- uh, like kind of saying was like pull it back out and have the eighth show and go. So why did they do this? Oh, and, I see what you're saying. And then have the old man answer it as parts of the episodes or even at the again, like just the fact that it, we got to the end of episode 10 and not even once did it reflect back to the modern times. I kept waiting for it to do uh, that eventually. And it's like, why? What was the point of the first episode if you're not going to show or and the, the establishing those characters, if you're not going to at least like show why they why you're showing us the rest of this, if that makes sense? Yeah, like in, I, in, I guess I was viewing it as like we're seeing the stories that are being written. It's kind of like how I interpret it. That, like, I didn't need the reflection of the eighth Shogunate. I'm seeing how we got to this point. But, like, I definitely see where you're coming from, where, like, you'll pull back and let's see, like, where we're at now when we have four generations of Shogun written down and stuff. Which which would have been great if they started with episodes two through eight and ten and then had episode one be, like the finale then none of this complaint would exist well like, yeah. so there has to be a reason to put this first other than the fact that it's the most in my opinion at least the most interesting like let's say three episode segment that they've mm-hmm. that, they, that they did like in terms of like just one time right like that locks you in it sucks you in and that's in hindsight that's probably why the live action movie that came out like 10 years ago only adapts that's part of the story the movie the episode one because that's enough to like make people want to watch mm-hmm. it and like have it and you know so like i bet that that's the the reasoning behind it um uh but also like yeah if they did two through ten and then did one afterwards then we wouldn't really have those questions because then it would be more of a oh okay she like we were watching things unfold sure. rather than being told what happened mm-hmm. uh uh johnny i know you had something to say unless miles wanted to go ahead johnny yeah so like, you guys are talking about this, and, like, it made me think about, like, a movie that I watched recently, so, which is, uh, I recently went and watched Oppenheimer, which, amazing movie, by the way, and I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but I think, like, the way that Oppenheimer presented its story is something that this show could have done, so, like, in Oppenheimer, again, I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but it's just the way that it's structured, so it's, like, there's two timelines kind of, like, happening, like, at the same time, so it's like, one is before the atomic bomb, and one is after. So then you kind of, like, get... I feel like this show could have done that, where it's like, you see the events that happened here, and then it jumps forward to see, like, what the consequences of that were. And now, I feel like if the show did that, it would have made it, like, easier to see, like, what the consequences of this action were. So, for example, like, the rule where the first person to sleep with the Shogun has to be executed, you could have, like, and I, I know, like, in Oppenheimer, it's a bit different because it's a three-hour-long movie, where here's a one-hour-long movie and, like, nine episodes. But I feel like if they presented it in that way, it could have been easier for people to connect the first episode with the rest. Because, again, like I said, I feel like they were very disconnected. It, to the point where, like, they're almost completely different, where if you only watched one or the other, you wouldn't really feel a difference. I would argue that um, I think it was, I think the show was structured well to answer both those questions. If you watch the um, the movie first and then throughout the show, yes, it will be. Yes, I can see where one is going to be easier than the other, but I feel like either way, I feel like 
this show did a great job at just kind of like referencing those those moments by making those moments bigger than the rest like bigger than the rest of the um than parts of the episode where instead of it like juxtaposing the past to the future it has these moments where it's kind of like making these things the big uh the big highlight of an episode, you know what I mean? Because it makes it that much more impactful during during the show without having to go back to the future. But I feel like it would be more impactful if you saw, again, it's like, if you connected the past with the future. Because the thing is, again, my, the, my problem with it is that it's, this story is two stories, basically. It, there's very little throughout the show that like reminds you of the fact that hey by the way this is a flashback you know you like again like pat said i think his problem is that like it never goes into the future so like i have an example like from from my previous like when i was comparing this to oppenheimer where it's like okay, i i don't know if i should i'm kind of going to spoilers here no but spoilers there's like a... yeah don't spoil it the movie just okay this, okay this, yeah okay it is it's based off reality, but I'm not going to spoil it. But, like, there's a reason why you are looking back into his past. Because at this point in the story, that is important. So I feel like here, it's a, like, you could be, like, in the present, you there's, like, this rule that's explained. And you're like, why is it like this? And then you go back into the past to see what it was like in that timeline so that it makes sense. And then, therefore, like, those actions have impact because you see the effects of, like, the past on the future. Which I don't think is really seen here. We see it in the first, the first episode. episode. Yeah, but yeah. again, that's my point. It's yeah, it could the have. First episode, and yeah. it doesn't connect at all. They could have. I, I agree, John. Like, I think that. They, I mean, you do that, right? You see that the third Shogun is raped, and, like, that's how they have that, like, secret Swain position where, like, the person who defiles the Shogun is, like, put to death or whatever. So, like, you see the origination of these things, but uh, I think there's opportunity to do more interesting intercuts instead of just yeah. like like either cutting back or taking that first episode and like playing parallel scenes before or after the corresponding scene in the past i just think there's more interesting things you could do i, yeah. I not to say pete that i think that it's not good because i do i just think it could be done i think it's just, it's just like a preference thing isn't it it's like they're just trying to tell the story yeah. in a different way than what we're maybe used to in Western media or something. Words. Yeah, well, on. I don't necessarily know if it's only Western media. It's, again, the only example of media I can think of that doesn't cut back. Um, but Titanic. Um, Titanic cuts back. Oh, it does? Yeah. yeah. I've, only it seen does. It like, I've only seen it like once. I thought like it was just the start. And then that's no, it. at the end of the movie, she's like, and I never loved your dad. And then it ends. No, it cuts. It definitely cuts back, like at least once or two. A couple. It does? Like, okay. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there are interesting, interesting parallels between the two, as you mentioned, Pete. I just sort of wish they highlighted them. Sure. Is all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because I probably would, missed. Would, them. would like this this solve like would it, would it say we got season four where it just focused on Shogun Eight? Would like that solve any of the issues? Or is it just like how they did in the beginning? I, 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 I don't think that's necessary. Again, it's just like just have it intertwine more. Just see yeah. the impact of the past on the future. 
they do mention that like narration wise they do say like this Very led to this now. but like it could have been yeah. it could have been done a little bit more explicitly because i remember they sp- say like yeah uh ari koto acting like this led to the uku becoming a fucking like waste of money, uh like nuisance and all that um yeah i don't oh, know yeah i, I, I like the yeah sorry go ahead yeah, sorry. You were. T- I was gonna say, like, alternatively, if you just like don't show her, like, being like, I guess I'm gonna read this book now. Uh, at the end of episode one, and just like have a narration that's like, and now we will go back and like learn how all of this happened. Like that solves the problem for me as well because then I don't have the expectation that like I'm not imagining the eighth shogun reading this book and expecting her commentary on it, um, which I was based on how the show was presented. So I don't think it's like inherently a problem, but they sort of like set my expectations up a bit, I think, and didn't fulfill that. So it was a little last Jedi. Cool. We all, we start with Star Wars, we end with Star Wars. Every story ever is Star Wars, right? Like, like it all comes back to it. Except for Star Wars, Star Wars is the Lion King. I have no idea if yeah. it's true. <laughs> and the Lion King is Hamlet. Yes. Sakana! I guess we can talk about like the whole premise of the show which we haven't really talked about yet but it's like do we think that like it it does an accurate job of like portraying what would happen if 90 percent of men actually just disappeared i don't know if it's accurate but it was interesting (laughs) i was gonna (laughs) you think that like that's what would have happened like did it make sense that's much better way to phrase it it's like (laughs) believe it or not i don't think any of us have the correct answer to this because there is no correct answer i mean to be to be fair being from an asian household i know what it's like when one female owns the entire house so you know yeah Pete, you have some thoughts. Yeah, I thought there's a lot that goes into the story, but the one that like really stuck out to me kind of was how later, I think it was like, I want to say like 25 years since like patient zero or whatever of the, of the red face box happened. And society is getting more accustomed to women taking on men's role that we see like a technological advance in equipment because the women aren't as strong and as the men in like the field. So they adapt by creating better technology. That was easier for them. than you said that with like the grain puller, I'm just like, that's great. Like, it, uh, like innovation comes from a problem at hand. It's, it was fun to see like that addressed in that little snippet. And throughout the show, like I thought how they handled just like the themes and like what they were trying to message in this entire story was so well done. Like every question that I had during the show was answered either in like that episode or the following episode. I I actually really like responding to Johnny's point, uh, not Pete's. I thought that the mangaka did a really good job. Well, I'm using mangaka because the, the source material. For, um, I think that it was really well researched and that she did a pretty good job of showing like what would happen if these uh, influential, you know, political people were replaced by women like Shogun and whatnot. I think that it was very well researched. um, And like the fact that the characters are able to interact in such a genuine way and keep to like the, like I said, cultural norms that I mentioned earlier at the same time. Like, I think it's just, really a really well done period piece and 
you don't always get that in anime i feel like or manga in general like i don't know i think that yeah i to answer johnny's question succinctly yes i think that it was done pretty well for the premise like as much as we can kind of say you know no i i like the part where it's like it tries to like explain real like for example it was like so like during this area this era japan went into like isolation from the outside world and i like how like they tie that in because of the fact that there were so few men that japan wouldn't be able to defend itself in a war so their solution was to just disconnect entirely from the rest of the world so so that nobody knows that like all the men in japan were dead i thought that was a really cool thing that they did yeah um Personally, I I thought it was also really well done because of the like the emphasis on royalty at the time, uh, being that their their the hot commodity of the time was men and having that many men and having that many men dressed in silk clothing, dressed in things that that were not anywhere near like common. Um, it was really interesting to see that because, you know, royalty, if you have the money, if you have the power, you have the ability to get all of these things. And in order to, like, go from the Yooku of woman for one man to the Yooku of uh, one woman for several, I mean, one for several men for one woman, it's very interesting to me. And also seeing the um, the, like, like just the homosexuality that ends up happening throughout the um throughout the show uh part like I felt like that was really well done as well because uh, in like in the prison system essentially like a lot of men end up having like situational homosexuality because they're uh pent up and they're like you know it's really uh sexual talk just leaving it there but like that happens a lot and to have that put into a show like this where there's so many things going on adds a sense of real of reality that i wasn't that i was refreshed to see although not great don't get me wrong not good at all like it's still just very interesting to me to see that that was implemented into the show so i think it was really well done yeah i mean it is like a it is a sad thing that happens, but it's like if you stick like a couple hundred dudes inside of like a prison where they literally only have one woman where like they're allowed to like you know have sex with, and then like ninety nine point nine nine percent of them will never be able to do that, you know it's like yeah. it's this is gonna happen it's just for clarification because I don't know if this detail is made the situational homosexuality is not the tragic thing there was a lot of sexual coercion. No, yes, yeah, no, that, that like, was, that's that what was, I meant. Yeah, like, yes, yeah, no, I knew, I, I knew that's what you guys meant. I just can't but remember if it was said theory. or not, so I wanted no, to make sure that that was clear. Well, um, I mean, it's also a reference towards, like, just being in that situation where you just can't get out. Like, specifically, like, because, like, when they go in, it's basically just a prison. It system. is a prison, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, like, you're just there, like, you get things you have money but essentially it's a prison sentence because you're sending money back to your family just to be able to do that and allegedly too because you can't tell if exactly. it's actually happening which you know um, you can believe it all you want but you know who knows they, the they acknowledge one, it a lot it's great the one uh the one person that was uh that we see that might have even been able to was um the first dude that we meet in the movie and 
even then he doesn't go back to his family. He goes back to um he goes back to his childhood friend and he goes to Maria. So it's yeah. it, it's kind of up for debate, honestly. And I I feel like that adds a little bit adds even more reality into this into the show, but it's just it feels that much worse. A little bit like it's good, but in like making you feel bad, you know? I think the uh the only thing I didn't or uh, and of course this might happen later on in the show. I, I agree with everyone else so far. I thought that they did a pretty accurate job of uh showing what would happen or what we can only estimate would happen. I I'm just surprised that when and, and again most the let's say the majority, the eighty to ninety percent, if not more, of the men think that they are serving a male shogun still. I'm surprised that that they didn't have at least one of them stand up and revolt when it was revealed to them that there was a, a female shogun. Uh just because I don't know society has shown that that's men don't like being subservient to women and like if to, to to not have someone do that and of course that could happen later on in the show it could happen once it becomes more public knowledge what? that it that the women are in charge i'm surprised i'm just surprised that it wasn't at least shown or acknowledged just because a lot of men would not like, men can't even handle the idea of having a, a female president you know like like it, it's it's a similar situation i would think especially when men have so much more power being that they're all samurai or they're all trained physically to be able to be like empowering. But yeah, like the men are just trained to be the warriors and, and more now or more back then than they are now are in the the position of power phys you know, just physically. And cause there's, you know, there's no gun to defend yourself. I guess uh, if that makes sense, but uh, Jay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think that, while I get what you mean, you also have to remember where specifically all the men in the Uku are mm -hmm. from. They're like nobles and stuff like that who have been raised with like this sense of purpose for the society that they're in. Like this is like the highest honor you could have for yourself and your family. Like if you were to revolt against that, it wouldn't like I mean, we even mentioned like the fact that you're like you don't know your family is are pawns basically to them to for you to do what they want like i don't know like it's just what are you going to do it's not like you revolting is going to help anything it's only going to get you killed or your family killed or whoever especially when you have kasuga running around just having everybody bopped for whatever reason yeah also by this time like the majority of like the governors and stuff were women too like they had all those people come in i feel like It'd be really weird to revolt. Like the ship is sailed by the time it's revealed. People, I think they they kind of said though that only some of the men got like very few of the men out of the, let's say the two hundred concubines, right? They kind of like established that out of those two hundred, ten of them get to have um, I don't know, get to see who the emperor is, even like through the veil, right? Shogun. Ten of them, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Shogun. Shogun, pardon me, yeah, uh, get to get to interact with the outside world even at all right like and, and so i agree like what you're saying is a fair point that they're not they're tra they're they're trained to like think of, uh, in their family's honor or whatever or in their nobility right that it's an honor to do this it's an honor to be recognized by the uh by the shogun they like sure, surely one of them or somebody would have reacted like 
I, I don't care that all the men are leaving. We are yeah, like what or, or dying, I should say, like like the men that, that there are no men left. What the hell? I'm not I'm not uh, serving under a woman. Like, again, I, I feel like that would have been something that to me would have been a realistic thing to have happened, which is why I was surprised that they didn't even just have one guy stand up and be like, what the hell is going on here? Why, you know, who this this person's in charge? And they, they do a great job of showing how they're all unified under the Shogun right in that scene, right, where it's revealed that, they, that you know, she she commands authority and she commands charge. And and everyone is just like, oh, well, OK, cool. Yeah, I mean, they, she's been leading us this whole time anyways. It's just the fact that they were being misled that whole time to believe they were still following a man. To then have that rug pulled, I would think someone would have reacted. That that would that's I, well, my well we see them reacting surprised. They just don't. They're not going to stand up and like revolt or whatever because like you'll just get murdered. Yeah. Like that's all there is to it. All like, you said it's, 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 a, it's like just as, yeah. Like if you're just disrespecting the shogun, like no matter what, you're going to get fucking killed. So like, it's like okay, whatever. It's like learning that like the previous shogun was a homosexual, like. Well, they're probably just like whatever like not much i can do about it like me not wanting to have sex with him is not going to change anything he's just gonna fucking have me killed if i don't do it so fuck it we ball and fuck it we ball uh the other thing is that in that situation like what are you gonna do just stand up just because you know oh we're we're men and we're like i, get I am that spartacus I, like i yeah. know like, like yeah, seriously. That, i'm not kidding I, though like seriously why wouldn't they I, do that i, I get that that is what happens but like in this situation like you've got all of these people just kind of bearing down at you and even if you like the moment that you stand up and like say something you're getting your head cut off and like we see that with um with the monk the only reason that the monk is probably still alive is because the shogun took a liking to her and the monk was probably the most strong-willed of all of the people there. And then we see that at the beginning of the, um, of, like, the actual, like, of the actual, like, flashback. Like, episode one, episode two, we see the, these, like, strong samurai basically looking down on, um, on Ari, uh... Ari Koto. God, I can't... Huh? Ari Koto. Ari Koto. I want to say Ari Ferretta, but like Ari Koto, you see Ari Koto like just basically like standing up and while the other one, while the others are just kind of like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? Like, why, why is this, why is this effeminate man just like standing up to this Shogun uh, with no problem? The other thing is that when it comes to like the, the ones who are below, I think the, the pages, like, they are also not, like, it's not that they don't know that the, the Shogun's a female. Like, it seems like those who are even re remotely connected to, like, the, the, the higher men, and I get that's not everybody, but, like, a lot of them are, like, understand that the Shogunate's a woman. And a lot of these times, like, the pages were, like, weaker than the rest because they were just basically, like, like uh, maids, essentially, uh, instead of, like, you know, samurai, which the, uh, which the, the ones that are above were supposed to be. You know what I mean? I gotta disagree like, with you just a little bit, Kat. Um, first, Arikoto was forced to be in the Uku. Um, he didn't want to be there. Also, he... 
he made his like whatever they're called kimonos to appeal to the shogunate not to stand up to them like the the whole point of his design wasn't simple because he realized that well at the time i don't think he knew it was a girl but like he realized like that was what that the shogunate was looking for in like style and that's kind of like how he focuses kimono so i think it's the opposite of like standing up to him um but I, I think we see at the end with, like, why people didn't rise up. Uh, the men who are really good at combat get paid a fuck ton of money. So why would they revolt when they're super rich? Like, that was, like, the whole point is, like, forcing the young people to be prostitutes, essentially. And the, the old ones to be, quote, security guards. Uh, more like prison guards. But, like, that was, like, like I wouldn't stand up to her if she was writing me a blank check. Yeah, that's very true, too, that at the end of the day, they are... Which I thought, this is where I think I can understand, and this is a whole different uh, thing that happened in another server when we were talking about this show, but people were seeing the show and the way things ended up essentially as misogynistic and like it, it's still a man's point of view on on how the world would end up. I think that this show is, if anything, the opposite because it shows the fact that like even with the men ending up being so rare and in this case lower class citizens compared to the female shogun there's there's still that innate value to them in this and and i won't i won't say that um i don't know because we're, we're i'm dancing on eggshells here i think with like this conversation i because it's a it's a tough conversation to have though like like because it's it is a very misogynistic perspective right to have that women are only worth uh worth existing to bear a child right that is a very common perspective and it doesn't see that, happen in the show though that's it's like, kind of flipped though is my point though like, yes that's the it's supposed to highlight the misogyny that happens irl right like that's right. what it's doing so that's that's what i and that's why yeah. I, i'm like i perceive it that way and and i think most people would? But like I, so that's if where you consume the content, it. yeah, yeah. If you actually <laughs> watch, you the, watch show. the show, it's like stop from the first episode. Yeah, but even the first episode, well, yeah, even... that in the first twenty minutes, it's like, yeah, I know. It's like to me, I get it because like you sit there and you say, "Wow, the first thing the show does is kill off four out of every five men. What happens to the final man that's alive at it in those groups?" He becomes a fucking player who gets to sleep with everybody, be rich, be valuable, and the most important part of society. And it's like, it's not because it's glorifying that; it's because it's what would have to happen. It's like just be like supply and demand, so to speak, right? And they acknowledge that in the show how awful that is and how that's it, it, again. If that didn't happen, then what what would the yeah. show would be accurate? I guess. And and I'm sorry, Johnny, I didn't mean to divulge from your. Yeah. I think you had a point to make. Uh, well, in, in I was to gonna, you. I was gonna talk to your original point about why they didn't betray him. So like they, they, they said this in the show. Number one, most of the people that would have resisted against the shogunate are dead That's because true. of the plague. Second, the shogunate like Hasuga made it clear that like every single person who was like in the council was like deeply indebted to her. So there was no way any of them would betray her. Mm-hmm. So then like. The only men that are powerful left are all loyal to Kasuga. Are they really going to betray the shogunate who they knew was a girl this whole time? So the point is, like, everybody who didn't know that the shogun was a woman, like, 
they realistically didn't matter because there was no way that any of them had enough power to like like to rebel and also i like again like she said like she made it very clear like this is a very temporary thing i'm only shogun because of the situation we are in and once we have a male heir we will go back to normal Mm. so like in that situation there really isn't much room for betrayal in my opinion you know lady kasuka like all these people are real people i'm like sort of just learning this right now um she has a fate servant named after her Oh, oh she does. that's how you that's know cool. she's a real important that's how, part that's of how you know she's a real person <laughs> yeah it's because she has a fate servant named after Sakana! speaking Barbarian. of lady kasuga though since this is a character drama i kind of wanted to touch on this before we run out of time a lot of characters got a lot of screen time to kind of develop and you could form your own opinion and just wondering i guess what are you guys' thoughts on like your favorite characters Ooh. oh I can start off by saying fuck Gioke. Fuck him for killing Waka Mirasaki. Yeah. He, deserved, yes. he, des- he deserved to get fucked up for that shit. I Nothing do not ever forget. happened to him. No. He was he fine. Literally, he, he, he died of red pox. No, that was the paralyzed guy. He was oh, that's fine. right. Gioke he was just fine. Like nothing happened to him at all. He became, he started growing, he got good with the sword. Like, bro. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, but yeah. overall, favorite characters. Arikoto is good. I think that it's interesting to see like his savior complex and how much that affects literally every single interaction he has with anybody. Um, Kasuga was great just like for how fucking conniving and like on top of everything she was. She really was like the like little finger of the whole situation, yeah. like was just like worming around everything, like mad respect for her. And then, like, I really enjoyed uh, the Shogun. Like, both the Shoguns that we saw. Like, I, I thought that they were both really well-developed characters. Even the, like, eighth one with how little time we got with her compared to uh, the, what, third? Yeah, third. So, yeah, those are probably my top uh, two, I would say, or three. I, I agree. I think that they uh, did a really good job fleshing out the third in the hour and a half that they had, right? Like, they... Uh, they showed what her mindset was, that she was cunning, that she was understood that what her situation was, was unlike any of the other shoguns who had come before as well, right? Being technically not part of the bloodline, right? Or I guess like an extension of it, right? Because she comes in as a replacement for the, the one who passed away, uh, the, the seventh, who was a child when they passed away. Like, I thought that that was... Uh, I don't know, they, they showed that she was ready to get right into things, and they also showed that her concubine, or, or I guess, is that what, again, there's so many goddamn words used in this show. Um, Her her first mate, I guess, for lack of my better vocabulary. Uh, she's also very cunning and intelligent uh, and, and capable of manipulating the people that are around her. I thought that that was really well done, Um, but sorry, I, I know I'm... Who's your favorite I, character? Oh, who's my favorite character? That's a good question. <laughs> the guy who jumped up, the paralyzed, the paralyzed guy. Uh, that, that, did that bother anyone else just randomly? Yeah, like, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was so, so dumb. Too good. Yeah. I like, wonder if that happened in real life. I'm gonna. Man did a poggers in real life and died. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he fell like four feet to, or not even like probably like two feet. Which, of course, again, I get it. Freak out injuries happen, especially back then, right? But well, I mean, that's the same way that Stephen like Hawking got paralyzed as well. Uh, so. 
Yeah, maybe. Again, that I guess that's my point is that I I just was like, for and it stood out in the show because everything else that seemed to happen felt believable and then it's just like oh yeah this guy jumped in the air celebrating and fucking surprise he's paralyzed and it was just like jesus christ guys like what are we doing here i just Uh, yeah yeah, i'll have to see if that happened because like to me that was like maybe like one of those truth is stranger than fiction sort of thing and since like all of these people are just just people apparently uh you know and maybe not like i don't know anything about this period of history you know, I, after I've watched 11 episodes of this or whatever, I'm learning that Lady Kasuga is a real person. So, who knows? But, like, I agree it's dumb, but maybe it just happened. Right. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those. Yeah, I get if what you're saying. If it did happen, it makes sense. But if it didn't, and, like, they just included that, then that's kind of stupid. I also agree with that. That, yeah, it almost it almost has to have happened now for it to be not really dumb. Uh, which I think <laughs> we're all in agreement of. So, perfect. Uh I guess, my, yeah, so my favorite character, I really liked uh, the third Shogun. I thought, uh, like Jay said, really, really cool character. And i um kind of sad that she just up and dies suddenly. I guess maybe there's, uh, like, truth to it, but there isn't, because this is all an alternate history, right? So, like, we can't say for sure. I'm guessing giving birth to children was very dangerous back then. Still is, oh, but even more dangerous. It, like a 20% morality or something. Yeah. Uh, her IRL equivalent died when he was 46. So she died yeah, younger. She, she had it said, shown that it was her dad's death. That's why I'm pretty sure. Oh, is that what yeah. they did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She thought when she was 20. Because they couldn't show a female name in the Takugawa lineage because yep. that would break the line. That's like the okay. whole. That's actually pretty cool than how they make that math work out. That's why she doesn't point. have a name. They just call her my liege the entire time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I I was just kind of like, oh, that was a little anticlimactic to just have her die. <laughs> Not out of nowhere, but kind of out of nowhere, right? Like, I guess she had already fulfilled her purpose in the story at that point. Um, they had established, but I that that's why I, I don't know. I maybe I just liked her enough that I was annoyed that she died. Uh, Johnny, why don't you go next? Who's your favorite character or characters? Do you almost want to say, uh, what's his name? The guy that got paralyzed? Just because he was like, oh, I feel sweet. like he's like the most unfortunate character in this show to like ever exist. Man got kidnapped against his will and then got paralyzed and then got the re- got like smallpox essentially. And it's just like, the most unlike person ever. I think I'm gonna go with the main character just because he's like, he go he he, he goes through some shit in this, like. Yes. It's like, I know this is a drama, but like every single time you think his life's gonna go, like finally get better, it's just like, nah, fuck you. Like every single time something, like he just gets worse and worse, and then it's just like, this man just cannot catch a break. Like, you know? No, yeah. He's like, he sucks through it. Yeah. Thanks for visiting me. Uh, the mother of my child hasn't visited me since I was paralyzed. Also, since I was paralyzed three years ago you're the only person who's talked to me um yeah i'm gonna gonna die now <laughs> i was talking about Artie Col- koto being unfortunate but that guy's also pretty unfortunate yeah apparently uh it only gets more tragic for people like Artie koto has it bad but he has it pretty good compared to other people later on in the story well, he's so. still alive so. he's alive exactly I was gonna yeah, say exactly. <laughs> he's alive and not paralyzed <laughs> like yeah. um like in that moment, at least, right, or 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 whatever. Uh, all right. Uh, cat, go ahead. 
Yeah, your favorite so, character? Uh, my favorite character is honestly the third Shogun because of her um, because of her development, just going from being like basically being compared to a wild horse, uh, literally compared to a wild horse. The uh, I think it was the like near to the beginning of the show to becoming much more much more mature and uh and motherly as the show goes along but still having this like this iron grip on all these dudes balls like it's it's just really really fun to see her like to see her basically be this hard ass and this strategic mastermind uh like be a strategic mastermind that men still sometimes get uh Men sometimes still get like the uh, the the credit for, as we see, like I think it was like episode seven uh, or episode six, somewhere around there, and then having her go, and then having her step up to do like to do what she was doing, and then them realizing, oh shit, did it like that was that was really fun for me. Like I, it's fun to see a. Uh, a tough uh, woman go from in the Drex to being like royalty that people don't fuck with. You know, I, I found that really nice. Yeah, my favorite character was also Ibitsu. Uh, the scene that stuck out to me in particular is when she had like her first child that was like alive and kind of seeing how she portrayed herself, like everyone around her viewed her a little differently like she had a different step in her pepper or different pep in her step that's the word um and people kind of like all realized that and kind of like i think like took her respect to another level and just seeing that was like so cool just throughout the entire story just such a tragic character honestly that she was doing all of this when she really wished that like if arikato could produce children she could just stayed with him the whole time as long as they were producing children it didn't matter and the fact that he's like probably sterile i'm guessing it's like they had to go through all of this things just to to create children and just tear their like relationship kind of apart even towards the end you kind of saw arikoto just like not being able to withstand it anymore and i just it, it was it was so tragic but it was so good with her in particular she was by far my favorite character yeah i uh she was fine um she That's sort sexist. of like lost. No, my favorite character is the eighth Shogun. Um, so it's not sexist. Right, cool. I just she was just like a woman of the people. She was like, all like fuck, you know, the one percent. I'm gonna give all my hot men away to the she proletariat. Went and, she went um, and cut down random people's hair. That was was that her or was that yeah the, the third one the third Shogunate yeah, yeah she, so I'm talking about the eighth Shogunate. Oh, you're talking about the eighth one. Okay. Yeah, the third one was not. She was like, yeah, we're not doing this to help the peasants. We're doing this so that they that don't so revolt. Cool. <laughs> she, <laughs> that was so cool. Was also I thought you would respect that. Nah, she's a fucking cop, and all of you like her. So I think do. about that. I love her. Um, the eighth one went after one sneaking out, like hooking up with random dudes. Yeah, that's fucking based. She was like, I'm only going to fuck the ugly dudes. Yeah. Um, oh, you're 35? Let's have sex. <laughs> relatable? Yeah. Miles, relatable? Yeah, I... There's look. I'm not saying there's a reason I might like someone who's exclusively fucking ugly dudes, but you know, <laughs> see if we can do the math. Um, I thought she, she was gonna fuck the old man at the end of the. Dude, first I did too. I thought she I was gonna fuck did. him. How awesome would that have been? That would have been 
excellent. Maybe it, it like... ends with like the books just on the ground and they're fucking. Um, like this that's the last the, the last scene. <laughs> um, but she was my favorite. I just sort of like liked that story more. Uh, it was like not as much of a bummer as everything that happened to everyone else in the past. Um, we had like you know the movie had just sort of like happy endings all around. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm pro that. I'm pro happy ending. Um, meanwhile, the other one was like, here's, we, we've all been raped, every character. And then it just explained that. Here's this tragic life. Here's this tragic (laughs) life that ended the other person's tragic life. Oh, this person, (laughs) they're doing well right now. Bam, they're paralyzed. Oh, and then yeah. they died from the sm- from the fucking disease yeah. that killed this entire country. Oh, yeah. there's a famine going on, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, look at these farmers, by the way. Oh, this woman who's doing a really good job all the way from being a tiny little kid to becoming an adult woman who's being like the mother and the, the and the head of the family. Oh yeah. Nope. Surprise. She dies before having kids and she hates that. She didn't get to have kids by the way. Like, like <laughs> fuck every story ended just tr- so sad. It sucked. Yeah. Watch. History it, sucks. It, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cool though. Sakana! Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap up here. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, uh, touched on it. I, I guess the only other one I want to talk about was like I thought it was cool how they showed the the outside world at least a little bit. Uh, I think well, one complaint I saw about the series was that it was like, oh, it's only about the inner chambers, right? It's like, well, no shit, that's what <laughs> it's, it's the about. title of the story. <laughs> it's called Oku the Inner Chambers. But I like how they actually didn't just stay in the inner chambers and they showed what peasant life is like. The fact that they brought up the red light district existing and like what it was and. And everything else that was pretty cool uh and and again I, I just brought her up with that poor girl and like her farm family or whatever on the outskirts and seeing like how they changed their life and adjusted to the the red pox pandemic in the same way that uku had to change their structures and their processes i thought that that was pretty cool to see um but yeah let's do our final thoughts and scores let's collect our thoughts and and move on so miles what have you got for a final score yeah, uh, so I enjoyed this show. Uh, I thought it was good. It was a little boring at times, I thought, and then I thought a little slideshowy, but like plot slideshowy, not like visual slideshowy. The visuals weren't great, but frankly, I don't, I don't really care that much. It's, it's like a political drama. It doesn't need to do that. Um, I did like all the characters. I thought the character work was good and stuff. I think I'm going to be thinking about the show for a while to like formulate it so if one day you go to my mal and it's higher than the score i'm about to give you fuck you i don't care uh call me out on it do it you won't well i will do it Uh, okay um but for the moment i'm going to say it's a seven and i will continue to think about it i think there's a lot to digest about it and i think part of the reason is i feel uncomfortable having just watched it but part of that is because of how much of a bummer it is at times and maybe i just am not into that right now but i will be after thinking about it if that makes sense but seven for me currently makes sense yeah i understand and relate to a lot of the stuff you said so you know uh cat what about you i had so much fun with this show uh now 
fun in a, a in a sad depressing way but not fun in a uh not fun in a oh somebody just got got sexually assaulted yeah no I, that was not fun for me but it was definitely a fun show to watch everything going down and all the all the character development going all around and seeing all the people like having to grovel to different people and having these things like flipped immediately or, or maybe not immediately but in an episode or so like and that was really fun um so one of the things I do want to point out, there is one voice actor that completely confused me. Um, and that was the narrator's voice actor. The narrator's voice actor sounded just like the voice actor from Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age Inquisition that does Varric Tethrys. And I was thrown aback. Now, I watched the dub. That's the reason why. But, like, it was just... I was like, yo, is he here? Are you serious? Like, I was so excited. It's not that person. But they both have the last name Bloom. Um, I was about to say, is it not Steve Bloom? It sounded just like Steve Bloom. Yeah, it, it's not Steve Bloom. Um, the person's last name is uh, ah, damn, I clicked, I clicked out of the the website, but yeah, um, they're both last name is Bloom. Just one is spelled B L W B L O O M, and one of them is spelled B L U M. But like, they have very similar voices. It's very very cool. It's Steve um, Bloom. Pretty sure. Yeah. No? But it, um, but it's yeah. the same guy. I'm pretty sure. It's the same guy. It, it is. Yeah, he's the guy who did Bebop, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Steve Bloom. That's why. For, that's why you Dragon recognized Age it. And Dragon Age Inquisition. Yes. Oh shit! It's... Oh cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad so... we can find that out. He's only the most iconic American voice. Yeah, that's actor. what I was gonna say. Like, I thought why? I recognized his voice. Right. Like, he's the yeah. he is the voice that pretty much everyone recognizes. Um. But yeah, sorry. So continue, uh, cat. Like final thoughts. Yeah. So, um, other than that, it was like one of my. This show was definitely one show that like it was, it was a hell of a ride through the whole thing. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, now of course there's also the whole thing that we didn't really get into the Drex with with um with the graphics being a little bit uh spotty at times. But that only took out uh, a little bit of enjoyment. Um, but the rest of the enjoyment was just with the writing and the uh, character development and all that. Uh, so overall thoughts, I think that I think this is a strong eight. I wanted to give it a nine, but like you know, it's there are a few things in here. Like there's not enough happy moments for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so e even though it's it's very very good. Uh, the happy moments pretty much bring it down to a uh, to a high eight. But yeah, I really enjoyed the show. All right, sweet. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Yeah, so I gonna say also I don't know who else watched the sub, but I did, and uh, I didn't realize this until afterwards. But the voice acting lineup for this show is absolutely insane. So just like so, just uh, we have the voice actor for Gilgamesh from Fate. We have. Obviously, Miyano Mamoru, Pete's favorite voice actor for the main character. The GOAT. Absolute legend. We have Gojo's voice actor as well. And then we also have Lelouch from uh, Code Geass and also Aaron Yeager. So we have a... Uh, and there's a bunch of other characters, obviously, that like these characters... That these voice actors are, are, are acting. I'm not going to go through all of them. But yeah, there's a ton of very good voice actors in the show. And I thought that was a really strong part of the show. But again, it's like 
I feel like the way that the show was presented could have been better. Because, like, the disconnect from the past and the future, you know, that could have been done a little bit better. Parts of the show were a bit boring. It's a lot of dialogue. And there's some points where the drama kind of gets, like, too much. Where it's just, like, you know, we... It's just, like, to the point where it's, like, it is comically, like, bad, like, luck that these characters have. That, like, every single thing that could go wrong for them goes wrong. Well, I still thought, like, the show was entertaining for the most part. Episode 1, I really enjoyed for what it was. I just wish it connected a bit more to the rest of the series. So I'm going to give the show a 7. 7, alrighty. Uh, Jay, what about you? It is also a 7 for me. I got most of my critique out of the way. I just wish that, I think they should have extended it, like, 2 or 3 episodes, honestly. Right. Yeah, giving us a little more, right? Like, uh... Instead, teasing. It felt like very similar to me. Uh, I don't know if uh, you guys, uh, like you and Johnny, were around for this, but when we did, what's that that show with the gems called? Beyond the ba- not Beyond the Boundary. Um, Land of the Lustrous. Land of the Lustrous. Thank you. Sorry, same like, ba 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 flowing title. Um, but yeah, Land of the Lustrous. It felt like it was really good, but also it just left. So- it, it it's like, why did it leave off here? Where's the rest of the story? What like don't know fuck you don't tell me to go read the manga i'm not gonna do that like that's what it felt like uh to me in this one uh at the very end which i I hope we get more what it was so pretty though it was very pretty a lot prettier than than this show was but i don't think that that's detracting of this show either but anyway sorry Uh, i just i chime in you want to just give you your to say your rating then well no i had more stuff to say so pete go ahead okay uh, I absolutely adored the show. I, at no point was I ever bored. I thought the writing was incredible. I thought the dialogue was fantastic. I love how they kind of, the characters question things in the story and then answer them. Kind of like Land of the Illustrious, where the biggest thing for me with that show was I left off on a point where there was a lot of questions, uh, to be answered. And, and this, I didn't get that at all. Everything that I wanted answered was answered. I thought the character work was fantastic. It was tragic. It was romantic. At parts, it was funny, uh, dramatic, everything like that. This was just everything I wanted in the story and more. I'm giving this a 10. I fucking love this story. Wow. Yep. I fucking loved it. I thought it was incredible. It's probably like... What is that year? It's like the second or third best show I've seen this year. There's like not like a negative thing I could think of that would like detract points from it for me. Yeah, and and to to be more clear too, like Land of the Lustrous definitely leaves a lot more questions unanswered than this show does. I I think that... My my point was more a lot. It's like in that comparison was more in the, it, it forces you. It, it's it it doesn't wrap up the story in any way. Really, it it just sets up for the rest of, like oh well now what's gonna happen with this young shogunate? Like what's gonna happen next? And man, you really want to know what else happens after episode one, don't you? And you don't get to yet. You again in my case, I really wanted to see more of the eighth shogunate right i wanted to uh see more of what was going on with her so that's how we ended up uh with less uh or or in that scenario or in that comparison in my head uh i overall enjoyed it i think the show was stuck between a seven and an eight for me mainly because of those complaints and the things that we've talked about so far i think i'm gonna go with the seven uh like like everyone and I, i pretty much agree with everyone else's uh negative sentiments towards uh i will say like the animation we didn't really talk about it we talked about it before we recorded there were multiple moments where it just took me out of the moment where i was just like this cg is horrible or this random 
look this scene looks like shit and to the point beyond the point of being like oh well they yeah i didn't expect this to be your name or 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 something but i like why is this character moving up and down instead you know when they're like yeah just very weird moments that that stand out if you're paying attention which which i was so uh so yeah i know i i yeah again i i'm good with it with my seven i think it could go up to an eight similar to miles i'm like hovering right in the middle there uh but yeah let's average out those scores real quick uh it comes out to a 7.66 overall uh from us on the cast the show averages on mal a 7.51 so we're pretty close to uh to everybody else in terms of our our feelings on this show so far but uh yeah i guess that wraps up our oku discussion so next week or we this past uh session we nominated shows that uh were for our good friend cat johnny. uh johnny thank you uh, i guess i'll I guess i'm leaving yeah. yeah yeah bye johnny um no we nominated shows for our good friend johnny uh we only ended up with four of them because uh it was only four of us this last episode but what were the uh final results of those nominations yes um in last place we have erased tied for second we have the two oresukes and in first, we have <laughs> Hal's Moving Castle. It's like um, four weeks in a row I've won. I don't need to watch the Little Sister show again. Let's this go. one was bait. Uh, it is two weeks in a row <laughs> that you've won, Pete, because right, I won like Box four or five or something. Was, was Jay. Yeah. You've won three of four. We're, there we go. We're really trying to take my shine. This this one really was kind of bait, bait, though. Uh, it was uh, relatively close, but it's also Actually, only four things. Well, it's only four things you can vote for, so the votes are going to naturally... I say that as somebody who this is my favorite Ghibli movie. That shit's incredibly bait. How, how much did How's Moving Castle win by? Seven points. Okay. It, it crushed. Um, yeah. right, so this isn't one of those cases where like I could have like accidentally sabotaged myself for like the eighth time. No, no. I, okay. There was a period of time where the sister show like got like the first four first place votes like just in a fucking quick succession. Yeah. Um, that was rough. <laughs> that was scary <laughs> times uh, for those of us that did not want to watch uh, My Sister, My Writer. Or no, Shit's no, what rigged. Was it? Shit's rigged. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. It's, it's My Sister, you guys, I'm, I'm nominating it for this week, too. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> it, it, is, it is four alts or something. You never know if it's rigged or not, because it's only miles that I am. Uh, I would no, never. Just... The fact that Pete's ever fucking won means it's not rigged. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's, there you go. But yeah, so now, now it's time to nominate for Cat Week. Uh, so why don't we start uh, listing our shows that we're nominating for Cat Week? And I think we did make the executive decision that the person whose week it is does not nominate a show uh, after no. accidentally letting Pete do it that one time. So, uh, which was stupid of us. And uh, it won uh, after watched it. Yeah. after some voter manipulation. Um, yes, but, uh, but yeah, so Cat, you will not be nominated. Kat, you are more than welcome to vote uh, last minute, like always, but you are not nominating a show. Uh, Miles, what are you nominating for Cat Week? I didn't come with a show anyway, so fuck yeah. (laughs) We know. We know. We We knew. We knew. That's why they said it. We made it just for you, Kat. Whenever I don't have a show ready, I'm like, just pitch it to Kat, and then Kat has a panic attack. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So... What show are we not? Are you nominating? I, well, I, I'm sick, and I have a pun that I'm trying to to make 
right. my head works. All right, uh, I'll give you some time then. Johnny, what are you nominated? No, wait, no, because there's only oh. one. Look, it's Don Baca 2. I'm nominating Don Baca 2. We were all faking it. I had it as my backup. Hmm. It's two guns. Non Baca 2. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sick. Okay, anyways, the point being, uh, Non Baca Season 2. Non Baca yeah. Season 2. Wow, okay. I think but... we were all faking it, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were all the it's absolutely fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Johnny, that was your backup, right? So you do have another show. Yes. I I was obviously not going to come here with Nambaka season two as my only nomination. So what is your nomination then? My nomination. I was surprised that this isn't on Cat's list unless he hasn't updated his mouth, but and then it's his fault, not mine. I'm going to be nominating Call of the Night. Ooh, spicy. I like that. I feel one. Like that's a show that he's really? going to like. I like that nomination um, for him. Bunch of hot girls. I don't think there's a cat in it, but maybe there is, so who knows? Already a four. Why? Because <laughs> no, no cat, is what he's saying. No cat. Oh. It's cat yeah. week. Yeah, no. Uh, Jay, what have you got? now that, Or do you need a minute, because Nambaka 2 is taken. I'm going to nominate Space Dandy. Ooh, nice. That has a cat what? in it. There you go. Alright, uh, Pete, what about you? I'm going to nominate a show that I know is near and dear to Cat's Heart, and it has a cat in it. It even Nambaka has a cat three. in the title. I'm nominating My Roommate is a Cat. Oh, that yes. show's I like that yes. show. That show was fun. I love that show. I don't know how we'd talk about it for like an hour, but you know what? Well, we'd we'll find figure it, it out. We always, we always do. Meow for an hour. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, I will nominate Trigun Stampede because I see it on his plan to watch. And I think that I would enjoy it because it's uh, the, the requel of uh, specifically the requel or whatever. Prequel? What is it? It's a prequel. I, I don't know. It's, it's... It is a prequel. It is All a right. prequel slash soft reboot of the series. There you go. All right. That's what I uh, I am nominating for Cat. So um, kind of a spoiler, honestly, but it's not it's, a big deal. Yeah. Everyone knows it by now. Yeah. Exactly. As you say, that's it's kind of hard not to know, right? Um, right. So, yeah, wait, is it done airing? Yeah. It is, right? Okay, no, got there's it. There's a second season announced. Or yep, there is. Yeah, yeah. Right, but like the, the, the 12 episodes, I don't know, I was yeah, just looking at Yeah, it aired in December. That's yeah. what I thought. I just see the Mal only lists like episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 for some reason uh, as episode videos. So I was like, wait, like, that's weird. It's on Crunchyroll, I know that. Yeah, why, why did I question myself? I'm always right. Uh, but yeah, so speaking of which, we uh, fi- uh, we spun the wheel for recording, and out of the final three people uh, that need to have their week, it is going to be actually me two weeks from now. So we'll be nominating uh, Pat Shows two weeks from now. So uh, yeah, figure we get that out there, and I think that that wraps up Watch Club for the week. So Pete, why don't you take it away? Yeah, if you have made this far and you want to support us, best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are watching or listening to us on. Uh, next week, don't know what I'm doing. I'll figure it out. Get ready for more anime content next Monday. Otherwise, uh, check out the new anime Jeopardy. That was super fun. Uh, but if you're here for Watch Club in two weeks, we will see you for Howl's Moving Castle. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Peace.